Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Then it was a year ago, certainly. Um, But we're watching and not playing. And so, you know, um, there's work to be done. Yeah, there's work to be done. And Mike Tomlin right there from his press conference and the season last week was talking about, you know, do you think that you're closer now to being able to be one of the top dogs? Well, at least being able to win a playoff game than there was a year ago when the Steelers did not make the playoffs. Certainly. Certainly he thinks so. Austin Bechtold with you as the Fan Early Morning Show. I've been wondering why he said that. And I don't think he's going to come out and say, yeah, well, you know... I don't really feel that great about us right now. And we have a lot of work to be done. He could have just came out and said a cliche answer or whatnot. But then I thought, Mike Tomlin's obviously a defensive guy. Maybe he thinks it's just because his defense is in a better spot. Think about it. TJ Watt missed a majority of the season last year, didn't play, banged up. Cam Hayward played pretty well, and it was the opposite this year. Cam Hayward, only 11 games, was banged up, and just a few number of sacks, two on the season for Hayward. He's got over 80 in his career, had a season when he was an all-pro and a pro bowler with 12 sacks, but just because of injuries, he regressed this year and did not have the type of performance that he's accustomed to having as a three-time all-pro. Been to the Pro Bowls five, six times. Minka Fitzpatrick also dealt with injuries this year. But Joey Porter Jr. on this defense has been critical. I mean, he was huge. He is a finalist for Defensive Rookie of the Year. And he might be one of the reasons why Mike Tomlin does feel better about the team going into this year than maybe a a year ago. I don't, because the quarterback position is up for grabs. Question marks galore. Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky won't be back next year. I mean, Trubisky just, at this point, is a lost cause in the Steelers. He's a ghost walking around the facility, hovering around the facility, whatever. He won't be back next year. They're going to get rid of his contract. Get rid of that cap hit on the books. Maybe try to give Mason Rudolph the same exact deal. Rip it up. Do it again. Bring in a third quarterback. Probably draft a quarterback. If you have two, you don't have one. And there's a split. A great divide down the middle between Pickett and Mason Rudolph. 
And the Steelers shouldn't feel good about that, but they should feel good about Joey Porter Jr. They got him for Chase Claypool, (laughs) who was basically sent off to Miami to fix his career, which if you're going anywhere to fix a career, is Miami really the place to do that? A lot of distractions in Miami. Yeah, he's got Mike McDaniel. San Francisco might have been a better place. I could have seen Chase Claypool potentially thriving in Green Bay. He went to Chicago, close to where he went to college in Notre Dame. But the Steelers got Joey Porter Jr. for him. 32nd pick for Chase Claypool. It was a second rounder that, oh, since Chicago was just so bad, there was the possibility. Miami lost their first-round pick. It was virtually another first-round pick. And he played like a first-rounder. Joey Porter Jr. allowed 24 receptions on the season. Yes, about the first five, six weeks. He wasn't a starter. He was a reserve. Extra corner. Come on in nickel packages. Oh, 24 receptions. The next closest rookie, Devin Witherspoon. He was the fifth pick, 39. Emmanuel Forbes, the 16th pick, also 39. Deontay Banks, 24th pick, 53. Porter was great. And a lot of people in Detroit were very upset. Very upset. Brian Branch from Alabama, somebody who was floated out there as potentially a Steelers pick. Branch had a good year. There's no doubt about that. 64 tackles, three picks, 11 pass breakups, 10 quarterback pressures. It's kind of like the Miles Garrett and TJ Watt argument. We'll get into that in a little bit, in a couple of minutes as well. Then you look at the Joey Porter Jr. PFF grade, 66.5. Brian Branch, 78 PFF grade. Porter, 35 tackles, a pick, six pass breakups, no quarterback pressures. Well, Brian Branch is also a safety. Joey Porter Jr. is not rushing the passer for quarterback pressures. He's not coming off slot blitzes. The pass breakup numbers might just because of the amount of playing time. He also did not have his that many balls thrown his way, it seemed, as well. The PFF grades, whatever. Detroit Illustrated asks, was Brian Branch robbed? Joey Porter Jr. allowed a reception on 4.7% of coverage snaps. That's 24 total receptions that we talked about. On 500 snaps. 501 exactly. Brian Branch, on the other hand, a reception of 9.4% of coverage snaps. That's 41 on 436 snaps. Joey Porter Jr. only gave up one touchdown. On those 501 coverage snaps, that comes out to 19%. Rather, 0.19. Branch gave up five touchdowns on 436 coverage snaps. Porter allowed a passer rating of 65.9. Branch was at 86.2. You know, one thing that I've kind of learned and figured out, and I think a lot of people kind of think this, but maybe it doesn't come to the front of their minds where they can truly realize it and put these pieces together. You can come up with a stat to basically make any argument that you want in almost any different realm or area. Detroit has explanations and reasonings, tackles, PFF grades, interceptions for why Brian Branch should have made the all-rookie team compared to Joey Porter Jr. But Joey Porter Jr., how many receptions did he allow? 24, Branch, 41. Joey Porter Jr., oh yeah, touchdowns, important. 
Don't get in the end zone. One, Joey Porter Jr. also caught a pass in the in the end zone as well against Baltimore from the MVP of the league in Lamar Jackson. Passer rating as well. So when you flip it around and you talk about TJ Watt against Miles Garrett, you can look at pro football focus numbers. You can look at the fact that, oh, other people, other outlets are trying to make this big argument for why TJ Watt and Miles Garrett, it isn't as close as you really think it should be, and that Miles Garrett is the odds on guy to be the MVP. There are numbers that I look at for defensive player of the year, rather. TJ Watt, sacks, tackle for loss. I look at pressures. I look at QB hits. I look to look at tackles for loss, forced fumbles, interceptions. PFF grades, okay. Let's compare TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. Oh, let's compare Max Crosby as well. TJ Watt, 19 sacks. Miles Garrett, 14 sacks. Miles Garrett had one sack in his final six games. He didn't play the last game. That should not hurt his candidacy. But TJ Watt, he played two sacks final game of the year against Baltimore. TJ Watt, 19 sacks. Why is that so monumental? Well, it's the most in the NFL. Again. Watt in 2020, 2021, 2020, and 2023 led the NFL in sacks. And if he didn't get hurt last year, I'd be willing to bet he would have did it again. No player in NFL history since stats became, since sacks became an official stat in 1982 has led the NFL in sacks three times. Not even his brother, J.J. Watt, did it. Not even Reggie White did it. Jared Allen didn't do it. Some of the best to ever rush the passer. Lawrence Taylor never did it. T.J. Watt has done it three times. Miles Garrett still looking. T.J. Watt, 19 tackles for loss. Miles Garrett, 17. Max Crosby does lead with 23. Why isn't there a lot more momentum for Max Crosby to potentially be Defensive Player of the Year? But yet it's Miles Garrett. Max Crosby has more pressures than both Watt and Garrett. Watt and Garrett, 86. Max Crosby, 94. In terms of quarterback hits, T.J. Watt leads it, 36. Miles Garrett, 30. Max Crosby, 31. Quarterback hurries. How about this? In terms of quarterback hurries, Max Crosby has 20. T.J. Watt with 12. Miles Garrett, under 10. Max Crosby does have a lot of tackles, 90. T.J. Watt at 68. Miles Garrett, 42. Passes the passes defense. Eight for TJ Watt, Miles Garrett three. Miles Garrett doesn't drop back in coverage. That's another thing that goes underrated with TJ Watt. He's asked to drop in his own coverage. Oh, kind of like he did at the Rams game that I was at in LA and in an interception that he took it inside the five, inside the ten. Set up a Steeler touchdown. The amount of multi-dimensional things that TJ Watt can do compared to Miles Garrett, who is a traditional Defensive end, edge rusher, pass rusher. T.J. Watt is more of a well-rounded football player. And I think he's the most intelligent pass rusher in the NFL as well. Miles Garrett, very smart in his pass rushing moves. Also, just the way that he's able to craft his way 
pass tackles and spin moves, chops, anything to get to the quarterback. Force fumbles, Garrett and Watt tied at four. Fumble recoveries, three to one. Watt, interceptions, Watt, quarterback hits, Watt, sacks, Watt, pass defense, Watt. Tackles for loss, Watt, over Garrett. I wonder if it's TJ Watt fatigue. Eh, maybe not. I hope the AP voters do the right thing. When you look at it, there's a realistic chance that Joey Porter Jr. and TJ Watt, there's a good candidacy for both of those guys to win their respective awards. TJ's probably got the the hardest chance. There's probably a better shot for Joey Porter Jr. to be Rookie of the Year. He's going up against Will Anderson. Great season for Anderson, double-digit sacks. Jalen Carter had a really good year in Philadelphia. Remember, somebody who dropped in the draft, top five talent, pick ninth, Philadelphia with an extra pick. Just didn't do anything in the playoffs. Neither did anybody for Philadelphia down the stretch. As they were, what, 11-1, and 10-1? Fell apart on 11-6, wild card team. With their doors blown off in Tampa Bay. Kobe Turner, defensive tackle of the Rams. And then Devin Witherspoon, who Joey Porter Jr. at the same position played better than. Porter was the best corner, rookie corner of anyone. And Witherspoon's a damn good player in Seattle. He's going to be fantastic. A top-of-the-line corner for years to come. He is legit. Really good player. Can play in the slot, can play him outside. Also somebody who can be rushing the passer just off of a corner blitz. Defensive player of the year. It's Watt, Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Deron Bland. Deron Bland, eh, kind of a bland candidacy. Pun intended. Did have a bunch of pick sixes. The NFL record. Max Crosby, good chance as well for him. Micah Parsons kind of overshadowed. But for some reason, it's been built up that this is Miles Garrett's spot to lose. Is it that people are overvaluating PFF so much? I don't want to completely downgrade what PFF is. A lot of Zach Robinson, one of the candidates for Steelers offensive coordinator, worked for PFF. A lot of guys have worked for PFF and then worked in the league. A lot of former players have worked for PFF. Zach Robinson is probably going to go to Atlanta with Raheem Morris and be their offensive coordinator. We'll see, but... Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator, why not take a guy he's familiar with in L.A., the pass game coordinator, and Zach Robinson. Hot commodity. Steelers want to talk to him. Raiders want to talk to him. Atlanta might just take him away before anybody else can. Steelers offensive coordinator, issues, thoughts, comments, who they could hire, 412-928-9370. Want your thoughts on that? Why T.J. Watt, Joey Porter Jr. should win? Defensive Player of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, respectively. Or why you think they shouldn't. And you think maybe Miles Garrett, because I know a couple people from Cleveland listen, should be Defensive Player of the Year. Tell me, Cleveland. Anybody listening up by the lake? Why Miles Garrett should be Defensive Player of the Year. Also coming up, the Penguins struggle. Bill Belichick might not have a job for the first time in a long time. 
and much more on the Fanoy Morning Show for The Average Joe, presented by CGR Wholesale, where The Average Joe buys like a pro at CGR Wholesale. Fan weather is brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com. Man, you walk outside the last couple of days, and it feels like it's September, May, the end of January. 59 degrees in mostly cloudy skies. Some rain chances as well. About 45 degrees tomorrow. Much more coming up. Austin Bechtel with you. Fan only morning show on the fam. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fan Early Morning Show, Austin Bexold with you. Penguins are finally back in action tonight. Back at home, Florida Panthers. First of a back-to-back. You know, I feel like there's these lulls in the season with the Penguins. They didn't play since Monday and what was what looked like a home game in Arizona for the Penguins. A game at Arizona State. Small arena. 5-2 the loss for the Penguins. You, you can't score on your own net. You, you just can't. Just ridiculous. Two-game losing streak for the Pens. In their last 10, they're 4-4-2. Four, four, they're 21-17-6. Seventh in the Metropolitan Division right now. And then when you look at the wild card, they got 48 points. Detroit is the second wild card. They've played 48 games. Four games in hand. Pens got 44 games on the season. Detroit's at 55 points. The Maple Leafs are at 56. Teams are starting to figure it out. Philadelphia continues to roll. They're looking pretty good, other than now starting to drop off a little bit because of the four-game losing streak. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. But before that, I mean, still, nobody expected Philadelphia to be in this thing. At least I didn't. They're plus three overall and overall differential. Goals for, goals against. The Pens have scored 133 goals this year and have given up 121. Again, four, four, and two in their last 10. After a a decent stretch right around Christmas. Got them really back into the mix, into the fold, 
last two games, though, have been just ugh, at the Golden Knights, a game that, yeah, I mean, Vegas is a really good team. And it's a game that they eh, maybe should have won. Dating back to the Kraken game, though, at home, 3 nothing win, good performance. At the Hurricanes, overtime loss. Canucks, overtime loss. The game, eh, Pence probably should have won. Winning at the Flyers. Game that against the Sabres, Pens really should have had Saturday, January 6th. But two days before that, on January 4th, Pens went up to Boston and won 6-5. It's a team with no consistency. And it's indicative on the Stars. And also, a lot of the guys around the Stars aren't playing as well, but it's got to be the Stars that carry the load. Eric Carlson, where are you? Where have you been? Put out a bolo for the Penguins' big acquisition. Probably the top trade acquisition. Definitely since Phil Kessel. But before that, I mean, you're talking about somebody who's won multiple awards, is a borderline Hall of Famer, is more of an offensive defenseman, put up 100 points. And yet, what is he doing for you? He's got 33. He's got seven goals, 26 assists. The crazy thing about this for Carlson is that, oh, yes, in his last five games, he's had an assist. Arizona, assist. Vegas, an assist. Seattle, Carolina, Vancouver, yes. Not against Philadelphia, but, oh, yeah, he had one against Buffalo, two against Boston, one against Washington. He's had an assist in every game this year other than Philadelphia. But does it feel like his impact is really there? Does it feel like Evgeny Malkin is playing up to par? Jake Ensel has 20 goals on the year. Really? Discussions about trading him? Sidney Crosby has been otherworldly. 48 points in 44 games. Gensel, the only other player for the Pens to have more points than games played. He's got 27 assists that leads the team. Carlson and Latang actually at 26. When you look at the statistical numbers, there's not that much there to completely try to dog on and get really frustrated with. Could they be a lot better? Yes. This is also a team where the stars are not in their prime. They're not 30 anymore. They're not 28 anymore. I mean, Malkin, he's getting old. 37. Sidney Crosby is still in his prime playing at 36. Chris Letang still has four years left on his deal. He's 36. What do you make of Eric Carlson? He's 33. He's playing okay. Brian Rust has been banged up. He's 31. 31 games played on the air. 11 goals, 14 assists. Do the Penguins make a big move at the deadline? And if so, is it to trade one of the stars or to bolster the roster? I I just don't... I don't think this team's going anywhere. And I think they're just trying to fool themselves into thinking that they are. A big reason why is because of the goaltender, Tristan Jari. I understand how good he's been. He's got five shutouts. He's got 256 goals against. He's still just too inconsistent for me. And Alex Najelkovic, he's played well at times. He's got 266 goals against. The numbers look pretty good. Najelkovic, 8-3-2, one shutout on the season. They tried to... Let him win over the job. And when you're allowing your backup to win over the job over Tristan Jari, you, you gave a five-year contract to, and Ned just 
didn't take it and run. What does that say about Tristan Jari? Who's 12 and 14 on the season. I don't feel good about him. And I never have. I've always felt like the Penguins should move off of Jari. Who are the other alternatives? There were guys that they could have potentially had. Yes, they could have tried to trade for some guys. It's a it's a tough situation to be in for the Penguins. It really is. 48 points. You're currently 7 out of the wild card. The Metro doesn't look too good either right now. You're still in 7th place. 48 points. You're 8 out of 3rd. You're 11 out of 2nd. You're not catching the Rangers. Philadelphia, yeah, has played 5 more games than the Pens. Pens, two back of Washington for six. Three back of the Islanders and Devils. Islanders have played 48 games. They're fifth. Devils, 46. They're fourth. And then Philadelphia, third. They need to go on another one of these surges. But here's the problem with Pittsburgh sports. We're hoping that the Pirates can sneak their way into the last wild card. The Steelers snuck their way in to the last wild card, the seventh seed. They needed help to be able to do so. Thanks, Tennessee, beating Jacksonville. The Penguins didn't make the playoffs last year. Now it's all, can they get in and potentially make a run and get hot at the right time? Just a whole bunch of mid, bunch of average between the Pittsburgh sports teams right now. There's just a whole bunch. There's no success. There's no winning. There's no guaranteed winning. There's no expected winning at this point. And that's the real problem with Pittsburgh sports right now. Where the Pirates are being considered potentially the greatest hope to go to the playoffs and potentially win a playoff game because the Steelers don't have a quarterback situation that is stabilized, and we know that we can feel good about it. People have been clamoring for Mike Tomlin to be gone. And the Penguins' aging stars continue to age. I don't feel good about the goaltender situation. People are calling for Mike Sullivan's head. And the offensive coordinator, Mike Sullivan, for the Steelers, yes, he's getting offensive coordinator looks around the NFL. It's murky, kind of dire, and bleak for everyone involved. Who's going to be the first one to break through? I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Pirates. I'll leave you with that on this Friday. It's the Family Morning Show. The pre-show is next on the fam. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.